I'm a little disappointed uh, in, in both of you. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll say that right off the bat. What's up, companions? Welcome to season two, episode four of Backlog Companion. I'm your host, Tom Tate. I'm not by myself this time, which is amazing. I'm going to be sharing my journey on this podcast through my ever-growing video game backlog as I attempt to tame the beast. If you were listening to the first season, uh, I went through a large list of games, talked about them, and I ended up with 10 games that I'm going to play uh, over the coming months. And what an interesting time to be playing video games uh, to comment on that interesting time. Uh, I brought a couple of friends on with me today, uh, John and Marty, or Jonathan and Martin. Let's go with your formal <laughs> names. Um, Jonathan, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, yourself, and you can uh, introduce yourself, and we'll we'll jump in. Yeah, sure. Uh, Jonathan Harrison. I uh, I love video games. Got a few years' experience with them. Uh, I write about them. I have a little blog I used to maintain, a podcast I used to do. Uh, now I just write about them. So I wrote a book, uh, Mastering the Game. Uh, what video games can teach us about success in life. And I've got uh, book number two in draft form, uh, which is going to be uh, all about if video games have taught me anything. Uh, like retro games and modern gen, and happy to be here. Yeah, and and I was hoping to get you on to talk about Devil May Cry specifically. Yes. Um, and, and we commented on that on that episode uh, because your son is named after one of the main characters, which I think is pretty awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah. My son's name is Dante. And uh, we've gotten a lot of questions about that as far as the source of it. Depends if you ask me or my wife as to uh, the inspiration for the name. I'll ask you. What was the inspiration for the name? (laughs) Let's just say I quickly offered up if he was twins, we'd name the other one Virgil. Nice, nice. And uh, I'm going to pass it over to Martin. (laughs) I'm going with formal names today. Uh, Martin, uh, why don't you introduce yourself? uh, And for any listeners, you'll you'll remember Martin, uh, who was on a previous episode or two previous episodes. Yeah, two episodes. It's always weird hearing my formal name because I only use that in business. And even then, not often. Uh, Yeah, so Martin Himmel. yeah, so previous episodes, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, my gaming history. I'm just pretty much been a lifelong gamer. Um, yeah, starting way back in the Nintendo era. Uh, still gaming to this day, of course. I'm trying to remember what we talked about last time and what I would just end up duplicating here. <laughs> oh, man, we talked about so much. I was I was really grilling you on how many PS1 era RPGs yeah. you played. Um, if you remember, I went down a list of like 50 plus. Yep. Um, and I want to say you've played maybe like 35 or more, uh, which was pretty amazing because That's, those games were quite lengthy back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, I, I do remember us talking about how uh, I've been accused of having 38 hours a day. Uh, and th- this is actually Jonathan's doing. <laughs> <laughs> So now we have the uh, the man behind that accusation with us. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to have the three of us on to talk about it. And if you're listening and you're curious why I'm using these formal names, uh, it's because I'm losing my mind uh, because we are at the time of this recording. Uh, it is March 21st uh, and we are a week into uh, kind of uh, a worldwide uh, wait and see slash lockdown period. 
uh, we're in the midst of uh, COVID-19. So uh, anybody who's listening, I want to wish you a bunch of safety. Uh, take all the precautions you can, uh, you know, given your pr- particular situation. Uh, I wish you a ton of health. And, um, you know, we're going to get through this. And I think one of the best ways to get through this is to, you know, obviously do all the things you should do, wash your hands, social distancing, uh, but take some time to relax, you know, have some fun, play some video games, uh, definitely catch up on that backlog if you can. Uh, So that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, I want to just quickly go around and just see, you know, the three of us, what games are we currently playing? Uh, And then we'll talk about kind of the state of your backlog today, some games that are on your top top shortlist, things that you're going to be hitting in the, in the coming weeks or months. And then we want to talk about the best games that we think you should play while social distancing, right? So if you're kind of cooped up in the house and you do have time, what games are good games for you to pick up? Uh, you know, whether it's retro games, new games, uh, we'll definitely hit on a couple different ones. So uh, I, I won't spend too much time on what I've been playing I've been playing Yoshi's Crafted World. So if you listen to the last episode, I mentioned that. And it's good. It's really good. It's just slow. Uh, and that's that's my biggest challenge right now is I kind of want something a little bit more fast-paced. Uh, you guys encouraged me to play The Messenger, uh, which was the last game that I played through all the way. And that was that was fast-paced. Uh, great action game. Definitely a great throwback to Ninja Gaiden and Metroid, Super Metroid, and all these great games that we grew up with. Uh, and Yoshi's Crafted World is like... Like if that's 50 miles per hour, I'd say Yoshi's Crafted World is like 10 miles per hour. Uh, and it, it's it's a, it's a pleasure of a game to play, but yeah, it's just a little bit slow. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, I'll hand it over to John. What, uh, what are you playing these days? Uh, right now, I'm in the midst of a uh, playthrough of the Switch version of uh, Zelda Link's Awakening. Uh, that was one of my favorite games growing up. I bought it uh, day one for the original Game Boy system. You know, always trying to find the perfect spot with the sunlight so that you can enjoy that game. Uh, and being able to play it on the Switch has just been a joy. Um, although uh, Martin and I have had uh, a conversation about this. Um, I, I love the game. It hits all the right nostalgia. The aesthetic's amazing. Um, however, it's, it's really the same game and and is both a good thing and a bad thing it's good in that it feels right and it's just kind of like that that with your imagination what you really imagined the game was like uh the bad thing is it's still a full price switch game uh and it, and it really delivers the content of a uh of a 1990s early 90s game boy game uh but i'm loving it and i even got my son playing it which has been been fun to watch uh before that i've been off and on with uh ori and the blind forest and uh enjoying that but it's like the messenger it's kicking my butt a little bit uh and i that's coming fresh off of a playthrough of uh bloodstained uh on the switch which i absolutely adored and uh enjoyed every minute of yeah um ori is are you playing on switch i am yes yeah, yeah. How's that version? Pretty good. It, it's gorgeous. It plays super smooth. Uh, the control scheme feels right, but it's uh, not a very forgiving Metroidvania. Definitely has some of the platformer and some of the uh, the messenger style uh, quick deaths if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, that game looks so beautiful. Uh, definitely on my list for sure. Um, I would I will agree with you on uh, Link's Awakening. I mean, it is almost tile for tile the same Zelda that that you probably remember playing uh, it was a joy to revisit but yeah it, it is definitely uh not doing much by way of adding new gameplay new elements um 
but yeah, you could argue, I guess, whether it's worth sixty bucks or or not. Marty, what uh, what have you been playing in your 30, 36 plus hours a day? <laughs> so I've got uh, three games on pretty constant rotation right now. Uh, on the Switch, I'm playing through uh, Nino Kuni. Uh, the DS, I've got Dragon Quest Six as I've been going through the whole series. Um, and then on uh, PS4, I'm playing Near Automata, which is actually on pause right now. So, uh, so, so that's, that's my current game. <laughs> so the way that you just described playing three separate games all at once, I'm actually picturing you with all three turned on, <laughs> you know, like, like sitting like, like in front of your television, but then having like stands like yeah, holding right. up like each various, you know, console, uh, and controller, uh, by you so that you can literally be playing all three games at the same time. Um, because you are by far the most efficient gamer that I've ever <laughs> um, befriend it in my life. Um, but yeah, uh, of those three games, what, what has been, uh, you know, either surprising you the most or that you've been enjoying the most? Um, I think, uh, near is probably the one that surprised me the most. Um, I'm enjoying all of them. I mean, I've played through Nino Kuni before on the PS3 and I'm then this is my second round of dragon quest six. So it's kind of just a replay. Um, but yeah, near, uh, I'd played the original one on the PS3 and that was a great game. And then, uh, what they've done with this one and kind of some of the, some of the changes, I guess, is it's still at its core an action RPG, like the first one was. Um, but they've also added in like a sort of shooter shmup kind of element to it, which has been pretty cool. And nice. just seeing the whole mashup with it. Hey John, have you played Nino Kuni by any chance? I uh, I played the original when it first came out. I picked it up and and went about twelve hours in. And I think I was talking to Marty about it the other day, saying that uh, it, it was gorgeous. It's a it's a Studio Ghibli movie that you can play, uh, except without everything you love about Studio Ghibli. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. It's it just for me emotionally was um, I had a hard time getting into it, and it, it felt a little bit like uh, like a Pokemon game without Pokemon. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I, I've watched a decent amount of it, you know, on like YouTube, like Let's Plays, uh, but I haven't, I haven't picked it up yet. But it was on my list. Uh, the Netflix show is in my queue. Uh, I'll probably check that out soon, or, or the movie, uh, I should say. Um, okay, that's a really good synopsis of where we're at today. Uh, but I want to talk about, you know, what's what's up next on the list. We're all kind of experiencing you know, a quote unquote quarantine life. We're all locked down at the moment. Uh, John, you actually posted on Twitter a quick poll uh, yesterday. Uh, Help me decide what to stress by. And I think we're all kind of feeling that right now. Uh, I actually just did a last minute purchase of Animal Crossing, mostly for my kids. Uh, but I, I wasn't planning on getting that. And I normally never buy digital games. Uh, but I, I caved and I picked up Animal Crossing yesterday. But uh, on your on your list, you had Animal Crossing Switch, Outer Wilds for PS4, save money for the end of the world, which is, you know, honestly, maybe a smart thing to do, uh, and be happy with backlog. Uh, I, I like that one a lot. Um, you want to talk through what the results were and how you might actually use that data to make some decisions? Yeah, absolutely. the uh, The funny thing is, it would be curious. I'd be very curious to see um, with Animal Crossing on the Switch, what percent was a digital purchase 
compared to maybe some other projections, because I, I think that it's going to skew heavily towards the the digital download. It's even for people like me who are staunch uh, physical uh, media apologists, uh, I, I love my games. I love being able to display them, um, probably because I, I get to look at them more than I play them. But uh, I I enjoy the physicality, and I got to tell you, um, I'm not venturing out into a Walmart for that these days. So uh, the digital appeal would be interesting to see how that's played out in the actual sales of the game. Um, But that being said, uh, for the results, I I got uh, got some interesting surprises here. Related to that, we had 40.9% saying I should go out and buy Animal Crossing Switch. Uh, It doesn't help that I posted this uh, the the afternoon, just about uh, 12 hours before the game would be released. Um, Followed closely. Hmm? Go ahead confirmation bias there uh well i think it's timing yeah if nothing else it's timing so i think it's in the forefront of everyone's mind if i had put doom up there uh that might have gotten equal sure volume um if i put them head to head um or people just saying to buy both uh the the other one that was second place uh 27.3 percent was being happy with my backlog uh which i do have a substantial backlog if you know me i I collect retro games and i've got several hundred i just bought a house so i'm in the midst of moving and i still have to unpack a lot of them so um i've been doing actually a lot of house related activities lately uh but that big backlog um kind of caught some people's eyes, maybe more on that in a minute. Uh, save money for the end of the world got 18.2%, um, which come to think of it doesn't make sense. If the world's ending, you don't need money. Uh, Outer Wilds <laughs> for the PS4 got 13.6, but I got a comment on it that Outer Wilds is such an incredible game. It restores a sense of wonder and mystery to the universe that few games even get close to. Uh, from Chris Tomaso on Twitter, uh, one of my, my contacts there. And um, the, the game definitely caught my eye. Uh, it's from um, that Annapurna Interactive. They churn out some amazing games that are great experiences. Um, and this game basically looks like a Groundhog Day meets No Man's Sky meets What Remains of Edith Finch. Um, and I don't know what else. So it, it looks super charming and interesting. So that's that's how the poll shook out. Be happy with your backlog. You posted some photos of your backlog here on Twitter. Um, not only do you have boxes and boxes of of physical video games, more on that in a second, because I want to comment on what you said about Animal Crossing Digital. Um, but Marty actually spied uh, Dragon Warrior Majora's <laughs> Mask uh, in your photos, which seems to insinuate that they're in your never played backlog. Um, Dragon Warrior, sure, but I, I want to talk about Majora's Mask because as kind of a, a lifelong Nintendo fan uh, and Zelda fan, uh, we've had many conversations about Zelda and Breath of the Wild, of course. Um, have you never played Majora's Mask? <laughs> I have. Um, I tried to dart around that question. Um, I have, no, there is I have no darting not, around this I question. I have not spent quality time uh, with Majora's Mask in on any platform. Uh, and I attribute that to the fact that I never owned an N64 uh, when it was available at retail. It was only okay. afterwards that I got it, and I knew I wanted to pick the game up. Uh, and I just haven't really sat down and engaged with it um, because I, I've been collecting on multiple fronts. And that's, that's been one that, uh, you know what? The other thing is, is that it's kind of I'm kind of shied away from it because I have played Lightning Returns. And, and I've heard that there's some loose 
connotations, some similarities, the whole idea of uh, these shorter game experiences. I just don't know that I'm ready to work with a, a countdown. And um, yeah. countdown to the end of the world is not something I really want to spend a lot of time dwelling in at the moment. At the moment, that makes <laughs> sense. Yes. <laughs> I'll engage with that in another week or two. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm kind of giving you a hard time, but I, I've mentioned this before too. I didn't play Majora's Mask on N64 because I didn't own the expansion pack. And that was one of the few games that required it uh, if you wanted to play. So I didn't play Majora's Mask on N64 when it was released. Uh, but if you do want to play it, like the 3DS version is actually pretty good. Um, I, I would absolutely recommend if you ever feel like revisiting that game to to go and play that. Um, Marty, have you played either Ocarina of Time or Majora's Mask on 3DS? Yeah, both of them. And yeah. they're both great versions. I think I like I would I would agree. They're like the definitive versions of those games if you haven't played them. Yep. Um and and John, it seems like you haven't played them because you're not a real gamer. But um Well, hold on. <laughs> so since I'm taking the heat, let's turn this around. I'd love to hear from uh from you and Marty as to what are the uh the, the backlog games of shame that both you have in your backlog that uh I think everyone's probably thought you should play, but maybe you haven't got around to yet. Yeah, that's a good that's a good segue. Marty, do you want to start with that? Sure. So uh, this is an easy answer for me, and that's nothing, because uh, <laughs> I'm not shamed by my backlog. That's a good point. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm sure there's games I've, that I've never played that you know most people would uh, try to shame me for, but I couldn't tell you off the top of my head what those would be. I mean, I if a, you want to, th- yeah. you want to throw some games at me, go for it, and I'll see if I've played them. I, I, I have a couple that I'm shamed by. So, you know, maybe you have or have not played these, Marty, so you can chime in. But um, yeah. uh, Super Mario Sunshine um, on GameCube, I didn't play. And it's the only mainline Mario game I haven't played. You know, and I think that I'm, I'm always ashamed to talk about that, even though, like, <laughs> not everyone had a GameCube. Um, and it was definitely a quirkier Mario title. Uh, but any of those main series, like like Zelda, uh, Mario, uh, where like if there's a game that I didn't play, I feel like I can't call myself a true fan, you know. So like that's the one thing that sticks out for me, um, specifically to like backlog shame. Uh, the other is Final Fantasy X, um, which I think is 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 really embarrassing you know because I, I call myself a huge final fantasy fan uh and final fantasy 7 9 6 like those are some of my favorite games of all time but for whatever reason i didn't play 10 so that's 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 definitely uh two that come to mind uh but there are many many others i mean i i've i've skipped a ton of games uh over the years so, so i'm curious tom walk me through uh what happened with 10 how did that get overlooked i ended up getting a ps2 uh, later in the generation, I think. So by the time I, by the time I got a PS2, uh, I remember getting Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy twelve. So I forget the actual years that those were released, but I think that I, I just I missed the boat on ten being a new release, uh, and it took me a while to actually obtain it. And I eventually obtained it when it, they did the HD uh, remaster on Vita. So I have I have it sitting on my Vita. Uh, just haven't gone through and actually started or, or you know start playing it yet. So 
Um, it was just a timing thing. I was definitely playing GameCube. Uh, I was definitely playing, still playing PS1 a ton. Uh, still playing N64 probably. You know, so it was just a timing thing for sure. Hmm. Oh, Metroid Prime. I di- I've never played any of the Metroid Prime games. Uh, so that is something I'm sh- ashamed of too. Prime is a great series. Yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to four whenever that, if that ever actually comes. Yeah, if that comes, right? <laughs> John, how about you? Um, we've we've taken the liberty of shaming you, um, <laughs> and, and, no, will, and, and harshly, will, yeah. But yeah, I will jump in and say this: I didn't have a Genesis when I was a kid, uh, so there were a lot of Genesis games that I missed out on. Yeah, for sure. I I, I got a Genesis uh, super late as well, and and there were definitely, and we talked about this too. I think we talked about Landstalker and a couple of games that I still yeah. haven't played. Um, but yeah, like Genesis was one that I I missed. Uh, Dreamcast, you know, there are some Dreamcast original games. I never had a Dreamcast ever, so there are some original games that I didn't play. Uh, but I had a lot of friends and neighbors who had Dreamcasts, and I did catch a lot through kind of osmosis, just kind of being around them. Uh, but yeah, there's there's plenty of games. So our our jokes aside, what are some of the games that that you are ashamed <laughs> that you haven't actually played? Oh, so so uh, further humiliation. I see. Okay. Um, <laughs> Self-induced now. You know, another one that I've been told I should play, but I've never gotten around to, is any of the Mass Effect games. Uh, okay. I've heard a lot of uh, notoriety about them. I never got around to those. Um, I, I don't know. It, it just that hasn't clicked for me. And I would say the same is true for a couple of the other, you know, 100, 200 hour games. Um, I, I, I'm just outing myself now. I have gaps with uh, any of the Souls series. So Dark Souls is... Not yeah. something I've engaged with. Uh, Skyrim, I haven't played. The Witcher, I haven't played. So, you know, some of these longer, um, higher commitment games, uh, I, I just haven't really engaged with. I've been looking recently, as as you know, and being a parent, sometimes you have to limit your experiences to either, sh- you know, shorter format or um, having to choose with sticking with one game or a bunch of shorter games. So I've, I've been going the shorter game route Uh and those are a couple of the bigger ones I've just not really engaged with. So uh, personally, I, I have a hard time feeling ashamed about missing games that came out in the past like five years, just because I th- I feel like the 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 breadth of content we've been fed in video games specifically over the past like five or six years has been immense. Like there's no way anyone can keep up with every single series that's being released unless you have 36 hours in the day, uh, which Marty does. But <laughs> yeah, like the Souls games. Yeah, 38. Uh, the Souls games I never played. Uh, uh, so I, I'm with you there. Uh, I haven't played any of the Uncharted games yet, uh, but you know I have a PS3, PS4, so there's no reason for me to, to have, have not played those games. Um, I, was, I was very... Uh, I was bummed that I missed Spider-Man. Uh, that'll probably be... Uh, in addition to my backlog soon uh, for PS PS4. So there's just so many games that have been released in the past five years that I've just missed. Uh, but it's really like the retro games that I feel the most shame. Uh, Secret of Mana was on that list. Uh, that's on my backlog companion list that I'll be playing soon. But yeah, there's 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 a ton. Yeah, but there's, there's sure. been a couple released in the past few years that I, I still would say are up there in the must plays. You know, um, Zelda Breath of the Wild is up there as one that even being within five year window, it's still a, a must play. Um, and, and I'd also throw out there that the new God of War also fits in that that realm for, for me personally. 
So, you know, I try to keep up with those major blockbusters, but again, a couple of those I've missed. You're right. Five years window is, is still relatively fresh. Yeah. Speaking of major blockbusters, uh, there has been some chatter uh, and I just want to comment on your Animal Crossing digital release uh, talk earlier. So there's been some chatter that uh, due to uh, COVID-19, Final Fantasy VII Remake uh, will release on April 10th, Friday, April 10th, uh, but they might have some delays in shipping the physical copies. Now, I, I have it pre-ordered through Best Buy. Uh, so two things. Uh, I have to see if I can switch from store pickup to delivery because I don't really know what the status of in-store hours are going to be uh, as the weeks go on. Uh, there's a lot of uncertainty there. And uh, if I switch to delivery and it gets delayed, there's a very good chance that I'm going to purchase the digital copy anyways, in which case I'll, I will have both a digital and physical copy of Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, but I'm also curious to see you know, what is the data and what are those trends in digital purchases over the next couple of weeks? Because you have so many people who uh, are either, they can't go pick up, they can't go pick up a copy of something uh, or they're just reluctant to, to head out and, and do that. Um, you're definitely picking that game up, correct, John? Uh, I know, Mar- I know Marty's not, and, and I'm not going to, so I, I, I'm not, I'm going to put Marty under fire in a second, but I just, before I, before I do that, I just want to I just want to confirm that I'm not also going to be uh, flaming you as well, John. Well, let's let's yeah, you, do this. You can shame me for that. Let's do this. You you stated your position uh, in your doubling down. Uh, I would like Marty to go next, and then uh, then I, then I'll provide some <laughs> some commentary. We'll see where it lands. <laughs> okay, Marty, are you going to be purchasing Final Fantasy VII Remake uh, on April 10th or uh, some somewhere about that date? Uh, no. And uh, would you like to, on the record, state your position on why you think that it's uh, a, a poor choice to invest 60 of your hard-earned dollars in, in a game that will surely be a AAA masterpiece, uh, well worth you know the 30-plus hours of gameplay that will likely be included? See, here's the deal with that, is that I fully agree that it will be worth it. Uh, I'm just not doing it yet. Um, because of the whole episodic content thing, uh, Half-Life 2, that whole, uh, episode three that never happened kind of burned me. Um, so anything that is labeled as such, I will wait until it's completely out. So you, uh, before I actually get it. So you waited until the theatrical release of Return of the King to see any of the Lord of the Rings films? Uh, no. No, didn't oh. apply at the time. Okay, that was also before uh, Half Life. Okay, okay. So you literally so. got burned by Half Life. Yeah. So now anything. S- so any game that is episodic, okay. I don't trust it. Okay. So this only applies to video games. Yes. Okay. Interesting argument. I've never, I've, I've never had an issue with that with movies. Just video games. Interesting argument. Interesting argument, uh, John. I'm gonna let you mediate this one, um, and and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, ju- no judgment, actually. No judgment. Well, I want to I throw this out there to Marty. Um, apparently, you never saw the first Golden Compass movie, or you were not a fan of any of the, I think there were the, um, uh, was it the, not the Maze Runner. There was another one out there uh, at the same time as Hunger Games. It wasn't Hunger Games. It yeah. wasn't Maze Runner. There was another one. 
that also both they they suffered a similar fate where the the subsequent or Chronicles of Narnia from Disney they never finished. Yeah. Oh yeah. So so movies have done that uh, more than once. Um, but uh, I I also can sympathize with what he's saying because there have been times I've waited, and by waiting I've been able to get either HD remasters uh, or collections for a fraction of the price. So mm-hmm. um, here's the challenge. I have Final Fantasy VII as a incredible memory. Um, I bought my first color TV just to play the game. Um, I pre-ordered it. I had the uh, the cloud T-shirt that you got as a pre-order bonus. Um, I remember going and picking it up the day it came out and just devouring it and and playing it nonstop. As you know, as a priority, I was in high school at the time, and it was like just power through your homework and then you know deprive yourself of sleep to stay up as late as you can to, to try to uh, digest what was an incredible game. Um, I was on the fence. I've been hot and cold about the whole thing the whole time through. Uh, I was an early adopter of the uh, Advent Children film. Um, I <laughs> sought it out and, and followed that viciously. Um, so I've been a huge lover of all things Final Fantasy VII, including the the expanded uh, series that included, you know, Dirge of Cerebrus and, and all the other. Uh, you know, we we talked a bit about two Crisis Core. I just I love the world. I love the characters. That being said, I went into downloading the demo, thinking, you know what, I'm going to hold off. I'm, I'm taking Marty's position on this. I, I'm not ready to pony up the cash only to get uh, let down at the end of the game and have to wait who knows how long. I played the demo, and that kind of changed for me. Um, everything I loved about the world, I felt was encapsulated in that demo. I felt like it really grabbed uh, a good 90% of what I wanted it to be, and that 10% I, I found easy to overlook um, for various reasons. Um, that being said, uh, this was a pre pandemic world and I got to tell you, if I'm honest, I'm reconsidering, uh, you know, how I'm going to approach things going forward. So I might just wait and see a bit, um, just because who knows? I'm a little, I'm a little disappointed, uh, in, in both of you. (laughs) Um, I'll, I'll say that right off the bat. I'm actually reading a book, um, uh, Final Fantasy VII, The Kids Are All Right. It's a Turks side story. Uh, and it reads like fan fiction, but it's actually, <laughs> it's blessed by Square Enix uh, so that it is it is technically like part of the canon of <laughs> Final Fantasy VII. And it takes place two years after Final Fantasy VII, but there's a lot of content in the book that talks about Midgar around the time of the I, I think it was the sector seven pillar falling and it's this whole side story and it really illuminates all these uh very detailed things that were going on in midgar that you don't get exposed to in in the original final fantasy 7 so i'm really actually super excited to see how deep they go uh with exploring other things within that world. Now, if it ends up being really close to, let's say the Link's Awakening experience where it's just a nice sheen uh, and, and a really, I mean, it's already better than Link's Awakening because the, the battle system has been completely redone. Right. But like narrative wise, if they only scratch on certain things and really it's just like the main narrative, I might be a little disappointed, but I'm actually looking forward to see if they dig deeper 
into the lore of, of Megar and a lot of different things. But uh, I, I agree with you. Uh, this, this, uh, well, we're like in the pandemic now and who knows what post pandemic life is going to feel like, uh, and how I approach games might totally change, uh, too. how I approach purchasing games. This is probably the last purchase I'll make for quite a while. Uh, and I'll probably just spend a lot of time digging into my backlog, but that's actually a good transition into kind of our final thought for today. Uh, then we'll wrap up this episode. What is your, you know, either one recommended game or one or two recommended games uh, that that people should definitely consider playing while social distancing? Um, if if you have families, spend some time with your families. Uh, so you know, maybe there are some good games you can play with your with your kids or with your spouse or partner. Uh, if if you don't have families, you know, this might be a good time to invest in an epic RPG because you have a lot of time on your hands. Uh, or if you really need that one-to-one connection with people, maybe there's some good online multiplayer games uh, that you might want to play. So if you've given this any thought, uh, Marty, we can start with you. Um, if you have any recommended games to play while social distancing. Uh, if you want an epic RPG, Dragon Quest Eleven is absolutely fantastic, uh, which is also on my backlog for a second playthrough, but it's the Switch version, um, which I believe has extra content that the PS4 didn't. Um, but yeah, th- I mean, the PS4 version itself was just great. Um, uh, I'm trying to think some more like family type games that aren't just solo experiences. Um, I mean, I think something that's good right now that people kind of need to not being able to go out, do, you know, yard work, go to a gym, whatever the case may be. Um, The ring fit adventure is actually a lot of fun. Hard Um, to find. I heard it's hard to find though. Is it really? Yeah. I heard it's challenging to find. Uh, Did you get it? Yeah, we got it a couple months ago. Nice. Yeah, that would be that would actually be pretty nice to have right now, especially since you, yeah. you can't really get outside. Well, you can get outside. Right. It's not like that. Yeah. Like, yeah, for, you just for, can't go around for, for people. people in the future who like stumble <laughs> upon this podcast and are like, "Oh, they couldn't go outside." No, we can no. go outside, but yeah, yeah, it's not it's, that bad. It's a little. It, it's just it, it's 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 a different vibe out there for sure. Yeah, um, yeah, those are good. Anything else, or is that good? Uh, I think that's good. Cool, John. Uh, yeah, for, for the family thing, uh, again, we've been having the switch out. So Kirby star allies has been good. Uh, both that and Mario Kart eight for the, the switch are wonderful because you can get, uh, three, four plus players. Uh, they're relatively easy from a difficulty standpoint. So even if you have a a casual gamer in the family, Mm -hmm. they'll pick up and play. My wife's not really into games. She was happy to play. Uh, both those games uh, with me and my son. So the three of us really got to enjoy those. So those are, are fun. They're lighthearted. The subject matter is not too intense. They're just they're just good games for this sort of thing. Um, for the, the solo play, um, Persona 4 Golden would be a great playthrough if you got that kicking around, if you have a Vita. Uh, that's a wor- reason to buy the system alone. Um, it's super lengthy. It's basically your chance to live another life. And if that's a little too dark or deep for you, uh, an animal crossing game note, I I included them, the article and, (laughs) uh, I'm not going to say go out and buy the newest one. Um, I'm going to say play the animal crossing game you have. 
uh, there's a good chance you've been neglecting your your village and your villagers. Uh, there's probably some weeds you need to pull. Um, get in there and get doing. So once you finish your yard work, once you finish all the chores around the house, go do chores in your Animal Crossing village. Uh, and then if um, if all else fails, um, I'm going to recommend that you pick a favorite game. Um, pick a game that you like. It's it's times like this that comfort food is important. Uh, I yeah. think video game comfort food is great for me. That would be uh, Mega Man Two. Castlevania Symphony of the Night, uh, Final Fantasy VI, those are all comfort food games that I would go back, I'd play them. They're not going to make me more stressed. If anything, they'll remind me of uh, nostalgia, good times growing up, and uh, some of the things I like most about games. So whatever that is for you, I say spend time with those. Yeah, I was going to echo that comfort food too. For me, it's a link to the past. Um, And if you have the Nintendo Switch online uh, service, you can you can play that. And similar to Comfort Food too, I would say any of the Mega Man collections are really good. So Mega Man X uh, collection, the original Mega Man collection one and two. Uh, and I didn't play any of the Zero games uh, and they just released the Mega Man Zero collection as well, which is pretty awesome. Uh, for the family, uh, I'll probably go with The Last of Us. Um, you know, just a great game, uh, given the, the current situation, get the family together and, uh, really dig into the narrative of that. Um, especially if you have young kids, just a great game. To play. Um, multiplayer. No, no, I'm just kidding. Um, don't play the last of us, even as your single player, <laughs> just, if you haven't played the last of us, don't play it right now. Um, for, for this, this great game though. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fantastic game. It's Definitely funny you played mentioned some, that. I, I, I have some a point. friend that's doing that, uh, last week. I was, he was telling me him, oh, really? him yeah. and his son were going through that together. I'm like, okay, interesting choice. All right. One way to, uh, you know, lo- learn the possible future that, that you might be experiencing. Well, it was like a fungus in that game, right? It wasn't it like spores. Like it wasn't, um, yeah, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a virus. Uh, but yeah, um, family. So, uh, uh, the verdict is out on animal crossing because I've never played one, but we just got this new one. So, I'm going to spend some time with it with my kids and then maybe I'll report back on a future episode. Uh, definitely agree. Like Yoshi, uh, single player games, the Kirby games, those are all fantastic games to play. Maybe dig up an old Mario Party. Um, if you have a GameCube with multiple controllers, uh, Mario Party uh, 6 and 7 were pretty great. Uh, or five and six were pretty great. I think seven got a little, got a little wonky. Um, yeah. Multiplayer though, I would say if you're trying to do some online gaming, uh, one of my really good friends growing up, we actually jumped into halo again, uh, a couple nights ago and it was awesome. Uh, it, the halo master chief collection, uh, is available on Xbox through game pass. Uh, and we both have game pass. So we were doing some, old school Halo multiplayer, uh, Halo 3. And it was it was a good, again, comfort food. Like it just felt good to jump back into it. It was like riding a bike. Uh, and we used to play all the time. We were roommates, so we used to play all the time. So that was really awesome. And then for single player experiences, um, I've been pining to play Breath of the Wild again. So uh, I think if you haven't played it, now's a great time to play it. If you have played it, I, I, I did not play it through it twice. But I would imagine that jumping back into it you could approach it as if it was a brand new game. Uh, so I might actually jump into that at some point. Uh, gentlemen, I want to thank you both uh, for joining me on this episode. Um, Jonathan and Martin, uh, it's been <laughs> my absolute uh, <laughs> pleasure. We've been talking about recording for such a long time. Uh, it, it feels good to actually do it. Um, and you know, if we continue to be uh, stuck 
uh, in, in indoors. Uh, hopefully you'll be hearing uh, much more of, of uh, these two guys as uh, we continue to kind of navigate some uncharted waters here. So uh, I appreciate uh, any listeners out there. Definitely appreciate your, your time and attention. Um, John, uh, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, from time to time, I'll poke in on the Twitters. So you can find me at CT underscore blog. Uh, or if you're feeling really adventuresome, you can email me at john at johndharrison.com. Uh, Marty? Uh, Twitter's probably the best and last place that I'm really on, I guess, social media, any of that. But at Marty Hemmel. Um, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Reach out, follow these guys. Uh, I, I, I do, uh, and I can definitely attest, uh, great content from time to time. Uh, I would love to know what games you are playing while social distancing. You can reach me on Twitter as well at yo power time. Y O power time. You can email me too, uh, Tom at video game podcasts.com. Be sure to let me know. Uh, what you like and don't like, what you want to see from the show. I, I'll try to always create a better listening experience. Uh, but y- if you email me and tell me that you don't like John and Marty, um, I don't know. That's going to be really awkward. So don't do that. Uh, but yeah, I- I'm off to uh, check out Animal Crossing. I want to thank you so much for listening uh, to today's episode. And as always, thanks for traveling, companions. <laughs>